Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hope. What a powerful word. Oftentimes you hear people say, well, I'm just a hoping and a praying. Hoping and a praying. Well, you know, you've got a hope and your prayer is connected to your hope. You don't hope separately and then pray separately without hope. And you don't, and, and then you don't say, well, I'm just going to hope and not pray. And then you don't pray without hope. They're, they're all connected together. Someone recently said to me, well, pastor, uh, it was uh, somebody who called in, doesn't attend our church, but asking for some wisdom. And they said, do I use wisdom or do I use faith? <laughs> and I told them, I said, well, that's like saying, can I separate from wet from water? Water's wet. And, and if you're going to get wet, you're going to do it by water. Wet and water go hand in hand. You can't separate it. You can't separate faith and wisdom. You've been made wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear that, wisdom rises up on the inside on how to accurately walk by faith in the hour that we're in right now. We are moving into a few days into the, uh, in, in weeks, I should say, we're, we're halfway into it. Uh, and we are saying that uh, we're hearing news. It's going to be extended, the stay-at-home order, and especially for churches, whatever whatever the Spirit of the Lord has instructed you to do. I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. That's what I'm doing. So in it, the Spirit of the Lord said, minister on hope. Now, church, you know and I know we need to be the foundation, the stand. Joanna and I were so impressed as we've been watching uh, uh, individuals worshiping, seeing nurses and doctors standing in faith, praying over their patients, people just singing, belting out praise and worship songs, amazing grace being sung all over. And the news media is not going to tell you what's going on in faith in hospitals. They'll give you the fatalities without giving you the victorious number of how many are being recovering and coming out of this. And I know it's a serious situation, but so is my faith. That's serious too. More serious than anything else. My faith is so serious, it'll last beyond this virus. And so will yours. So let's get into this hope, the foundation of a sound mind. Now, Acts chapter 3, verse 5 is where my text verse is on this. Now, you know that a man was placed at the temple called Beautiful at the hour of prayer. And Peter and John came at that hour of prayer. They came walking in. Others had come in. And uh, he, he cried out, alms, alms. And the reason I'm bringing this out is because he was in what was classified at that time a hopeless situation. They didn't seem like there was any way out. We have no idea how long he'd been there. We know how long he'd been, he had been with this condition. But we don't know how long they've been dragging him to that location to beg alms. We don't know if he was there from morning till night. We, we really don't know that. Well, we do know he was there. And we knew, do know that two men, praise God, full of the power of God, went to the hour of prayer. And when they did, they passed by and they heard alms, alms, money, money, can you help me? Is there any way that you can relieve my hunger pains? Is there any way that you can assist me? And they stopped him and they made the statement to him, 
silver and gold have we done, but such as we have we give to you. And look on us, is what they said. Look on us. And then in verse 5, it said this. And he, the crippled man, at the, outside the temple, gave heed unto them. Now here it comes. Expecting to receive. He expected to receive. In the middle of all the news, in the middle of all of the, the situations being pronounced to us, regarding coronavirus. Is your expectation to receive the virus or is your expect expectation in the healer, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, are you expecting to receive all God has for you? My God is a healing God. In the term Savior, salvation, saved is the word sozo, which means all-inclusive, whatever you need. First, he went to work on your inner man and redeemed you and made you a new creation. And if the highest level of restoration to God was salvation, then the lowest level is this flesh. Virus doesn't affect your spirit. You're never going to get a virus in your spirit. You won't do it. And so it's this body level. And this is the lowest level of us right here. So let's expect to receive right now. Now, before we go into that and give you a confession of faith, Peter and John, Passion Translation, verse 4. Peter and John, looking straight into his eyes of the crippled man, said, look at us. So I'm looking straight at you. Look at me. Look into my eyes. Look at me. Look at your pastor. I, I listen, listen to your man of God right now. Look at me. I need you to expect the Word of God to work in your life. I'm telling you, the Word works if we work the Word of God. The Word is forever. The Word is powerful. The Word is alive. The Word is a living force. The Word of God is God manifest in the flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that Word became flesh, according to John chapter 1, verse 14, and it dwelt among us. Well, it's dwelling among us now. How? In our heart and in our lips, and what we say. And then we're the new creature. We're born, we've been born in His likeness. We are His new creation. We look like God, because God designed us that way. So let's expect this gift. So Heritage Family Fellowship, and everyone who's watching, I want you right now to get in the expectancy mode. I want you to expect this hope of God, this hope in God, this hope, this life of God. Be in expectant mode. So say it with me. Father, I'm thanking you that in the name of Jesus, I am redeemed from the curse of coronavirus. I'm redeemed from any weakness, any immune deficiency. My body is well. My lungs are strong. My pancreas is strong. My liver is strong. And it doesn't matter if I'm six, if I'm eight, if I'm 10, if I'm 60, if I'm 70, or if I'm 80. The word works at any age. I am the healed of the Lord, and I'm saying so in Jesus' name. Praise God with it. Now, uh, here's where we base our foundation on. Listen close. According to the book of Romans, chapter 15, 
uh, verse 13, it makes this powerful statement. Paul the Apostle wrote this to the church of Rome. And he said, now, the God of hope, right now, the God of hope fill you, right there where you're sitting, in your home, fill you with all joy, <laughs> glory be to God, and peace in believing, in believing. So your believing system is, is important. I've repeated these verses, but I got to get them into you again. In believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now listen to that statement. In the power of the Holy Ghost. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, it says, they were all in one accord, one place. And suddenly there, there, there filled the room, uh, uh, the power of God, and there came sounds from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of them. And they and fire, cloven of tongues as a fire, sat upon each one of them. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Now, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, said, And you shall receive power. And after that, after that, after that, after you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, after that, you'll be my disciples. And you go into all the world. Well, now think about this. The God of hope filled them right then. That was the power of God through the Holy Ghost. The power of God is on. Now that word power means the authority of Almighty God. Right where you're sitting, you have power of Almighty God. You ought to stand up and say in your living room, in the authority of the name of Jesus, this household is protected. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus whom I serve, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the living God. We will not serve virus. We will not serve any contamination. We're not going to serve any kind of torment with our minds and be oppressed in our minds. Father, we serve you. Oh, man, that's so powerful right there. That's a place to shout. There's another verb, a translation of that which I really like. It says this. Through endurance and through encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So there's endurance, there's encouragement born out of scripture or born out of the word or born out of the, of the word of God that you and I study that we might have hope. So our endurance is in, is in the scripture. Our encouragement is in the scripture. You're not going to get it outside. So hoping and a praying isn't going to work. You got a hope based on the scripture. Oh, I see it there in Jesus' name. Now, I, I want to make this bold statement. Let's suppose hope causes you and myself, all of us, to speak exceeding great promises. According to Peter. Hope causes you and I to speak exceeding great promises established before the foundation of the earth. Now, I want you to think about that. Coronavirus was not established before the foundation of the earth. No, it wasn't. God spoke. And when God spoke, the coronavirus, he didn't speak it into existence. Light be, and light was. God created with words. And everything he created, he did with speaking. 
Now we're speaking spirits. We're created in his image. This is our covenant right. Now, let me tell you this. When, speaking about covenant, God created the covenant between himself and himself. He did it to himself. He swore by no greater because there was no greater. He swore by himself. So you can't change that covenant. You can't alter that covenant. Coronavirus can't weaken it, can't destroy it. You are in covenant relationship with a covenant-keeping God whose promises are established forever. Malachi 3 says that he is the Lord and he will not change. According to the book of Hebrews chapter 13, he said, referring to Jesus, same yesterday, today, and forever. His mercies endure for a thousand generations. God is not a man that he should lie. So when he covenanted with you and cut covenant and Jesus died on the cross, he made a statement. And in the statement that he made, according to the verse of scripture, he said that touch me. Oh man, that's powerful. When he saw Thomas, touch me. And he said this because flesh and bone. He didn't say flesh and blood. He said flesh and blood. His blood was left on the altar of heaven as an eternal sacrifice for you and my, myself. And that's why the blood speaketh right now. And he ever liveth to make intercession for you. And this is close to that. He ever liveth, according to the book of Hebrews, he ever liveth to make intercession for you. Jesus' death made intercession and it's still speaking. And Jesus' prayers never went without being answered. Jesus interceded for you to be born again. Jesus interceded for you to be healthy and strong. Jesus interceded for your prosperity. Jesus interceded for your marriage. He interceded for your children. You are not without prayer. And Jesus prayed. And I want you to know his intercession lives for the, before the foundation of this world or before the foundation of this coronavirus that came in. I want you to know that you and I are free of this thing. Now, he establishes, so we speak exceeding great promises. That's what we ought to preach. That's what we ought to be speaking on a daily basis. I know what the news is saying, and they're saying they may extend the, the stay-at-home order a little longer. Well, you know, no, that is still temporary compared to the Word of God. Stay at home. But let me, let me uh, put it into positive light, that if we're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, don't you think that's stay-at-home orders? Oh, yeah. That's stay-at-home. Where? In God's presence. God's presence is where God's power is. And God's power is based on the promises of God. So if you and I know God's promises and we speak God's promises, then we experience God's power. And that presence of God is where that's at. So hope will initiate, it will give birth and by force come up like a, uh, oh, spring up, oh, wells, as the scripture said, and speak the exceeding great promises. Now, think about this. Three Hebrew children went into a fiery furnace. But before they went into that fiery furnace, they said something. And what they said is what God, is what caused them to remain protected while the fire was around them. And while they were thrown in, they started that fire 
and they heated it up seven times worse than it was for anybody else. Think about this. We're getting rid of these men of God. We're getting rid of these prayer warriors. We're getting rid of these, these people that believe in, in Jehovah. They're getting rid of them, man. And they said something. Go ahead and try your best. Even if you try, we won't die. Try to kill us. You may kill the flesh, but you can't kill who we are. No. So they heated it up. They were agitated. Then they took all three of them. And the three men that heated, the men that heated it up were burned up from the outside. They took these three Hebrew children and threw them into the fire furnace and they threw them into the fire furnace. That's what we read. What they don't realize, they threw those three Hebrew children in with the confession of their faith. We're going into this thing. God's with us. God is with us. You're not throwing us into fire. You're throwing us into the presence of God who is protecting us from fire. And they didn't, they felt got up and started walking around and instantly a fourth man showed up. Glory be to God. And that fourth man happened to be the, be the presence of Almighty God. And they were walking around, talking, walking around. And, and the king looked in and said, didn't we throw three men in there? Why is there four? Why is there four? Right where you're with your house. I don't know if there's two in you in the house, three of you in the household where you're at. I don't know if there's four of you in the stay-at-home order, but I want you to know something. Every time you preach, every time you speak the word, every time you pray, every time, the fourth man showing up and he doesn't leave. He's with you right now in scripture. He's with you right now, walking to your home, supplying all your need, healing your body, delivering you from the fear and all the situations around us. Right now, listen, he is G-O-D. He overrides C-D-C. The, 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 he overrides all of the, the situations of the world. G-O-D, God. Our God is alive. Our God reigns. And according to the wonderful song, he's the way maker, ladies and gentlemen, and he'll make the way. Hope causes us to speak exceeding great promises. Now, these promises... I want to say it again. This is close. Get it on the inside of you. These promises were established, listen to your pastor, before any virus evolved. And before it ever came forth. Before we even knew it as the coronavirus or COVID-19. The promises were established before. Remember the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus. And when he said in the church of Ephesus, he was, we were blessed before the foundation of the earth. Would well, you believe that? You were blessed before the foundation of this earth. I believe that. So before the foundation of the earth, before the foundation of the world system, before any, any catastrophe, any sin, God blessed you. He saw you blessed. God saw you blessed in him before the foundation of the world. And in him we rest. And in him is our peace. In him is our security. In him is where our joy comes. In him is where our worship is. It's in him that we move and, and we have our being. God is with us. Now, faith causes you to speak the best in any situation. Fear causes you to speak the worst in every situation. And I want to reiterate what I said the other day to you. Take the letter, take the word fear and remove the F and you got the word ear. So what you're giving ear to the most 
is how you're going to live day by day. If you listen to all the news of destruction, you're going to operate fear. That doesn't mean that we don't walk in precautions and do things. You know, they're telling us the, the most important thing to do is sanitize everything. You know what? That should have been a general rule we did no matter what. And wash your hands all the time. We should have been washing our hands all the time. So they're not telling you something that just about we should have already been doing just for perfect hygiene. And then, of course, the other things have come in. And I realized there's, there's, a, there's a virus out there and it, it attaches to clothing. But you know what? I've got a name that's above every name that's named. It's attached to me. So I'm decreeing that when virus comes, it dies when it touches the believer. Do you believe that? Now you speak the word. Do your precautionary things. You know, according to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, it says that if, if uh, we be willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. Obeying is better than sacrifice. Obeying is better than sacrifice. So if I'll just obey the scripture, and if I'll just obey the basic guidelines set before us, then if I do those things, I'm in a proper situation. And if I am, then the word will go to work. Now, if I don't obey, then sacrifice it. Let, let me give you a little story before I quit here. I was in Mexico for the first time, and one of the precious missionaries that I know, Wayne Myers, uh, told me this. He goes, now, Brother Art, you're, you're from California. You're not accustomed to the water and all that. So don't drink the water. Don't eat ice. and Don't, don't drink any soup or do anything like that. Well, you know, the first trip, I obeyed. Second trip, I obeyed. The third trip, we were at a restaurant, nicer restaurant, and I saw the um, I saw some uh, plate come by, and um, it was menudo. Oh, man, and it smelled good, and it looked good, and the gentleman that was eating it, he was having a wonderful time eating that. I, they came to me and said, what would you like? They came to the table, and I said, uh, is that menudo? They said, yes, and I went ahead and ordered it. Well, now I came home with a parasite in my stomach because I ate that soup. Now, here, now this is close. Why was that parasite in me? Well, somebody said, the devil was trying to stop you from going to Michigan. Well, yeah, but not really. I didn't obey what Wayne Myers told me. Just because he told me three years earlier did not discount that it was true three years later. I should have obeyed. That the instruction came. I should have listened to that instruction. A, a man by the name of Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, wonderful man in heaven, a prophet of the land, powerful. And he made the statement, almost nobody listens. Well, I didn't listen that day. I came home, had to go to the doctor. They gave me some medication. They said, you have a parasite and it'll, it'll pass. And, you will. and so that's what happened. Now, I've never done that again. That was the only time out of all the countries I've ever been to, out of all the years that I've ever gotten any kind of symptom as I've been overseas. Because of disobedience, I had to sacrifice, I paid the price. If we don't obey, then there will be something we'll have to pay. And so I don't want you in that way. So obey the scripture, do the word of God, do what God told you to do. Listen to the wisdom on the inside of you. Romans 15, four says this in the, in the Phillips translation. Uh, he said, he has by his own action given, uh, given us everything that's necessary for living and truly the good life in allowing us to know the one who's called us to him. 
through his own glorious goodness. Glorious goodness. Now listen close. Oh, this is shouting stuff. It is through him that God's greatest and most precious promises have become available to us men. Let me uh, put the word men as mankind, making it possible for you to escape the inevitable disintegration. The world's inevitably going to face challenges, but he's made a way for us to escape. How? In the exceeding great promises. And hope puts it in our lips and causes us to speak it out. Remember, it's not going to work just because the coronavirus came up and that's when you started to speak healing. No, man, listen, as your pastor, I've been teaching you for years regarding this. However, saying it is involved in working God's principle and it will work and the promises will come to pass. Psalm 46, 1, let me give you once again these scriptures. God is our refuge. God is our strength. Come on, say that with me. God, you're my refuge. God, you're my strength. You're my very present help in time of trouble, in time when coronavirus is trying to say sickness belongs to me. It does not belong to me. I reject it in Jesus' name. Proverbs 1.3 says, But whosoever hearkeneth to me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. So let's say this, Father, in the name of Jesus, I have hearing, hearing ears to hear. I'm listening to what you say. Right now, my household is dwelling in safety. And I am no longer disturbed, pressured. I fear no evil in Jesus' name. Now, let us let the word of God be our mental chaperone so that we can defend ourselves and help stay consistent in word and in deed. And I want to tell you, Joanna and I love you. We thank God for you. Thank you for joining me tonight. I want to let you know that, that the word works. There is no reason, church, for us to quit and give up. I'm seeing so many do that, and I'm hearing it. I get calls from pastors. I don't get calls like some do, but I do get calls. And my heart goes out because of the challenges that many facing from other states and other things. But I want to let you know that I thank God that there's a remnant. Uh, brother uh, Dr. Dufresne, my man of God from 1979 up until the time he left, used to make this statement regularly. We're losing a whole generation to the supernatural where they don't believe it anymore. They're being talked out of it. They're being, they're compromising. They're going into the church of the, of, uh, the church of the fluff instead of the church of faith. We need to stay with the word. We need to walk by faith. We need to stay Holy Ghost people, stay in the spirit. So let's do that. Let's let the word be our mental chaperone. I love you. We thank God for you. And Father, in Jesus' name, I bless you. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.